Indians! We can't breathe your air! You guys gotta tell me, why is there so much human suffering? This is unanswerable. Is there a God? These are the wrong questions. Look, here's my point. If nothing lasts, why am I bothering to, to make films or do anything for that matter? We enjoy your films, particularly the early funny ones. But the human condition is so discouraging. There are some nice moments, too. Women, what, what are you, my rabbi? You want to do mankind a real service? Tell funnier jokes. Yeah, but I, I, I've got to find meaning. And now, it's time to get far out. With Todd Perry, Buck Perez, and Mark Chambers. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Far Out Podcast. My name is Todd Andrew Perry, and to the right of me is the great Buck Perez. Oh, how are we doing? And back again, the great Mark Chambers. What's up? Uh, on today's show, we're going to talk a little bit about... Uh, we got, we got some listener mail. Ooh. Got a whole bunch that is stacked up over the holiday. And uh, before we start the show, um, interesting enough, Mark and I were talking... Uh, and, and Buck? Mm-hmm. We're, we're talking before today's show started about the difference in dynamics... Mm. In uh, when, when when Mark and I did uh, low budget for a long time, and then after I uh, departed, and he worked with Chaffee, yeah. and then uh, about how we had John Sowen, this interesting middleman, and we were talking a bit about how things, you know, the different dynamics between working with different people and how things work really great in certain ways mm-hmm. and not not you know. Not 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 great in other ways, and uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was pretty good. So Mark had some interesting insights for anybody who's a fan of uh, this show or low budget <laughs> FM. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll be. Sta- I'll be at a Dunkin' Donuts after the show, uh, yeah. from about two a.m. to five a.m. If anyone's interested in hearing these thoughts, or possibly shooting you, yeah, just- <laughs> or possibly shooting me, yeah. Uh, and as, you know, as you know, as the bullet enters my stomach, I'll be like, "Oh, you listened. Thank you for listening." <laughs> um, no, it was interesting. We were just talking about um, the the end of day, the end of life of uh, low budget FM and the dynamic there versus. You know when when uh, we were uh, in the last shows, John Sowen and I uh, talked a lot about the five the five show a week days. The five? Oh the wait, f- no, the five show. Oh no, the five, the five. Yeah, could the five? No. We uh, had a Centauri eleven thirty eight reference on the show recently, oh, and shit. Uh, I think it went unnoticed. But yeah, that's that's a deep reference. Yeah. Continue. Conspiracy beyond conspiracy dot Yes. <laughs> um. And uh, we just talked a lot about, you know, and my thing was always, like, I felt like, in hindsight, that I was, like, a monster who, like, was trying to, like, dominate the show and dominate everyone's fucking time and make them be there and do, you know, six-hour recording session because we had to get the material. And I was never happy being, like, let's just skip a Thursday show so we can all see our families. Right. And mm-hmm. um, the, so then once uh, once Todd and John bounced and the show, you know, fell apart and I was, like... I was determined to put it back together only not because I wanted the podcast, just to prove that I could do the show if everyone like walked except for me. I was like, cause I always had this thing where I'm like, I'm the least funny person on the show. I bring the least to the show. Uh, I didn't even have, I, you know, Todd came up with the name and all I did was talk to some guy and he gave me airtime. Yeah. So like I went out and got choffy and I was trying all these different things. And, um, but then at that point I was like, I don't want to be that monster right. again. That's like only bits that I like go on, only guests that I like go on, and only you know, and just all that stuff. So then I kind of checked out creatively, right? Which became what's funny is the show became something that so, uh, such a different group of people loved, right. which was just these like five bits or six bits that we just repeated over and over again, right? Um, but it became it became boring to do. Because you're just kind of filling holes of different stuff. Yeah, you're right? just like, all right, I get up. It literally, like, it went from something, you know, Todd and I, when we were prepping low budget, it was a labor of love is an understatement. Mm-hmm. A- a- and it was Todd and I on MSN Messenger right. every day that week leading up to the recording session, 
talking all day about bits. Right, and and, and kind of honing ideas and getting everything uh, ready. And, and there was a, a definite sense of one-upmanship that, you know, in a, in a positive way. As I, as I said to Mark, it was like yeah. a John Lennon, Paul McCartney thing where it's like, oh, well, you're going to write, you know, she loves you, I'm going to write, I want to hold your hand, you know, yeah. and, and, and going back and forth like that. And it was yeah. a very, it was, it was an interesting dynamic, but also I think in, in certain ways also, when you have that going, there's a lot of like, well, this is a fucking brilliant idea, let's do this. And it's like, well, I don't like that idea. Yeah. It, and, oh, well, what makes you think that you know better than me and why that's yeah. a better idea than, you know. So there was some healthy competition, yeah. but also some points where I think maybe people might have felt miffed at certain times yeah. going, wait, this is a great idea. Let's. It'll, it'll breed animosity right. and, and all that, yeah. And then it went to the complete opposite where it was literally like I got up, uh, we had to be at the studio Sunday at noon, so I got up at 9, spent about 45 minutes prepping and then rode over to the studio uh, maybe John had produced a couple things and Chaffee had found a couple stories, few stories, but generally we just pumped content into this machine and then went and executed for two hours. And that was, it was just went from my entire life to, you know, my girlfriend nudging me being like, don't you have to podcast today? And I'm like, fuck. Right. Was, so, you know, you weren't looking forward to it. Anymore. No, because, and, but what's funny is it was more popular than it had ever been. Right. <laughs> but it was like, and then the whole, and the whole thing behind that was like, I, still have that in me right you know at least my half of what we used to do on the show to be that creative monster but i didn't want to be that you don't want to be the monster i didn't want to like risk running off another set of co-hosts right right mm-hmm. right and uh one of whom happened to be part of the first set of co-hosts right right who you know came back you know under you know no uncertain terms so it was you know like less commitment less you know dictatorship like more creative control, like more free reign, you know, less demands on time and all that. So I'm like, well, fuck. Right. You know, so it was, it was anyway, I don't know what the point of that whole story is, but that was just kind of the interesting, like just talking about dynamics and the growth and changes and, yeah, yeah, I know. Exactly. It was always it was always funny because there, there there were lots of nights of me and Mark trying to beat out ideas, and John standing there, and then almost there would be a point where we put try to put John in like the all right, make a decision. Yeah, we're, we're going back and forth, and John turning and walking away. John, yeah. and, 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 John was Yoko. Yeah, John. no, no, John, John was. <laughs> John and I ran off together. And we had a beautiful relationship where he convinced me that I was funnier than Todd. That's what it sounds John, like. Yeah, John did not have the. Uh, uh, John would not take the final vote. And so then Mark and I would just have to sit and stare at our sneakers and be like, yeah. it's 1230. Let's fucking do the last show and get it done. Yeah. But, you know, in the, the long tale of things, um, it is cool that for the listeners, they got to take that ride. Yeah. In the end, we lose our sanity a bit. <laughs> I end up starting this and having a big backlog of ideas yeah. that, that would, wouldn't fly on that show or whatever. So, uh, you know, the audience won. Yeah. In the end, unless there was those few people that were like, I hate the new low budget and far out sucks, and uh, I'm going to press on and uh, list, listen to a pretty good podcast. I really where they should have been in the first part. I, I really hope that didn't happen. I'm sure there's a couple people there. That, oh god damn it! You lost some people, man. Anyway, it's nice to have Mark back in uh, this seat here, and it, it, it is a little weird doing the leading part. Not I, for I was, me, bro. Yeah, you, you're thinking. <laughs> It was Too many of, years. Kicking back at this moment, yes. It was kind of funny in the beginning of starting uh, this show. Um, it was like me, John, and, and Buck starting off this. And I was used to playing, uh, I guess, I was used to playing running back. And I, it, I was going to say second fiddle. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah <laughs> sidekick, possibly. Sidekick. Yeah. But I was used to, you know, Mark takes the snap and he hands it off to me. If not, maybe he throws it off to John and John runs a post route or whatever. Yeah. And that's kind of the way the show ran. And or, as or, always is Garth. Yes. Sorry, I'm just I'm, I'm being. A <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, the the funny thing was, then starting this show was I was used to you know playing a different position. So it was like yeah. the first maybe twenty shows. I'm not used to leading the show and kind of figuring out where to move or where to cut things off. Yeah. There's there's a quarterbacking. It's and I realized at a certain point I was sitting. I go, you know, it's not quite going as I want it to go. You know, I, I need to develop this skill set, but I have to figure out my own way of doing it. Yeah. And I realized, to use a football analogy, that I wasn't going to play quarterback on this show, but I was going to run it in the Wildcat. Oh. I was going to take the mm. snap as a running back wow. and decide to potentially throw or not. But that totally changed my head. And then uh, and, and certain people talking to me were like, Todd, you know, the show's going good, but I think you can do this or that. And actually, 
I listened to other people. Mm. I said, how can we make this better? And it was like, I think it was Elliot I was talking to and, and John. And they're like, take it easy. Lay, re- relax a bit yeah. and let the show happen. Use the talent that's around you yeah. and kind of run it that you way. You sterned it. Yeah, and then uh, everything started to get really great and start working better, and suddenly more people started listening, and it was uh, a cool bit. <laughs> I told you to smoke weed, which is basically the same thing. I think that's Relaxing your advice for... Smoke- well, you, <laughs> you asked me. I yeah. told you. But yeah. you asked. I, uh, that's very good. I hear, I hear good things. I, I, I regret... It's, it's kind of like uh, people ask me. I've had several people ask me, why don't you listen to Far Out? I thought you liked Todd. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I like my ex girlfriend too, but I don't want to watch video of her fucking another guy. Ooh, right? Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> well, if you're into that, well, I mean, some maybe. guys are into that. I personally don't. Yeah, but no, I've heard very good things, and uh, I, you know, it's it's. I'm having fun. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, we have a topic here: beer in hand. What but is it, it is it's great to have you on the show today, oh, Mark. Oh, um, let's see here. Uh, oh, you know what? It's time for what? It's time for a far out shout out. No. Oh. This is a far out shout out. This is to the shit buck. Yo, this shout out goes out to Patrick Shannon, aka the Panty Shans. Panty, Panty Shans, Patty Shans. Party and bullshit, party and bullshit. Uh, thank you for the nice iTunes review. That was a shout out, bitches. bitches. To get up in this, email us at shoutout at faroutpodcast.com. Yeah, so that was a shout-out to uh, Patrick Shannon. Thank you for a good iTunes review. We'd like to take that. that that's a shout-out, Mark. We do, we do shout-outs on the show. I don't know what's going time. on. Sorry, sorry. I took my headphones off. We had that, was, that was loud. I had one little note before we, we started everything. It was um, uh, Mark Chambers is uh, on the Twitter. Mm. Now, I feel like there are two different Mark Chambers on Twitter. Oh. There's the, the Mark Chambers I know that makes jokes. Mm. And uh, you, you write very funny jokes on Twitter. It's always good. And then there's the Mark Chambers that's like breaking down problems in iOS ah. with like iTunes. And I feel like it's like, I almost feel like there needs to be two Mark Chambers. Okay. This, I, what's your middle name, Mark? Austin. Austin. Yeah. So we need like M.A. Chambers mm-hmm. that's doing like the, I, I'm, I'm sure brilliant, but it's just not my fucking forte it's not your bag yeah it's it's probably like some people like why is todd tweeting about the raider game today yeah but you know i'm I'm sure i I think there needs to be two mark chambers there's the 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 funny mark chambers there's the podcasting mark chambers yeah then there's the guy bitching about the nook there you go i i I can't have both in my head you you need the tech guy and the regular yeah regular guy yeah i I don't know have you you gotten any crap about that and people i have and here's the thing what's funny is you're like fuck it I was talking about this on the phone with uh, with my my partner, uh, my business partner at uh, Party Foul, yes. which is my uh, company that I started, and um, uh, I I pointed out that I get the opposite. I get shit like when I'm leaving, uh, I'm working out of this space right now in Santa Monica with a bunch of other startups, and uh, I'm leaving, and they're like, "Where are you going? Why are you cutting out early?" Because you know it's six thirty, whatever. I'm cutting out early. Usually that's like midnight, and I'm like, oh, I got to go down to Long Beach or you know Lakewood, whatever. I can do this podcast with uh, with a buddy of mine. I used to go host my podcast with, and you know the the shit that you get, right? Oh, from what that, makes you from Mr. that funny, cr- right? Yeah, yeah, who the fuck are you? Like, oh, what are you talking about? The latest Windows apps? Like, oh, no, sure. I, you know we do funny. Oh, you're not funny. I'm talking about dick jokes. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm talking. I'm meta breaking down dick jokes. Right. Um, no, but it's just like, and it's the same shit that you're. You know, I'm gonna get the opposite of I'm gonna get it here. Where it's like, oh, well, you're talking. About, why are you talking about iOS? Why are you talking about technology? Right. And it's like, I don't know how I'm gonna reconcile the two Mark Chambers. I mean, that's that. That should have been your New Year's resolution. So yin, yin and yang. Yeah, bring those guys together, man. Mm. Yeah. There, there, there's the there's the there's the, the 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 man that's looking at things with I don't know what's right brain or left brain. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the guy who looks at like numbers and facts and figures and yeah. makes sense of that, and then there's the guy who makes the funny, who's probably more of an intuitive human being. It's like, can I be the funny, like quirky podcast hosting CEO of a mobile app company? Right. That's the question that I face in 2012. But there oh. is a place in this world for that person. He, here's what I say: the guy who's uh, bitching about uh, iOS, mm-hmm. do it funny. Figure out a way to make 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 that PHP joke. Wear that shirt that says I do copious amounts of code and make that work. Got wow. it. 
All right, this we're getting beautiful. Goddamn woods here, and now it's time for a little listener mail. Oh. It's time for our listener mailbag. Your thoughts, your ideas, your criticism. Send them to show at caroutpodcast.com. Now, let's open your mail. We have our first piece of listener mail here. It's from uh, listener Naisha, oh. who is uh, one of my favorite people. Ah. Na- Naisha's a sassy broad. Always Ooh. got something to say. Yeah. She's hilarious. And uh, Naisha's like, uh, hi guys, couple questions. Uh, first of all, what podcasts do you guys listen to? Fuck. Uh, what what podcast? I actually, I, I got the listener mail ahead of time and I didn't want to leave anything out that I happen to listen to. Ah. So I actually have this kind of prepped here, which is probably you've, unfair. You've worked on it. I've worked I worked on it a little bit just because I didn't want to uh, fuck with anything. But Am but, I allowed to answer these? Yeah, oh, of course. Okay. Mark, I didn't know. Jesus, I didn't Jesus know. Christ. Please do. Please do. Jesus Christ, Mark. Come on. All right, okay. Buck's looking. At, Buck's actually I'm, looking I'm in his, looking it his up right iPhone now. right here. What looking at to? Stitcher. Mark, what are you listening to? Um. Oh God. Let me be honest with the listeners. Be honest with your listeners. I feel like you know you've handed me a, a porcelain duck, and I'm terrified <laughs> I'm going to drop it. Yes. Yes. You know, and, and that would be your listeners. Your listeners are a porcelain duck. Yes. And I'm afraid I'm going to drop them on the kitchen floor. Very small porcelain duck. Very small yeah, porcelain yeah. duck. Very delicate. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to have to break it to them gently that I don't listen to podcasts. At all. Uh, at all. I listen to music. You're listening to like party rock anthem in your car. I'm listening to LMFAO uh, on the <laughs> way here in my car, in my CD player. A, a CD that I bought from Barnes & Noble. Yeah. Sex, sexy and you know it? No. Uh, the, the soundtrack from the Muppets movie. Oh wow! Yeah, I was listening to a little uh, like Chris Cooper rapping in his office. And Chris then, uh, Cooper, like Chris Cooper, like the guy from American Beauty. Yeah, Chris Cooper. Oh, he's in the Muppets movie. He raps. He's Tex Richmond. He's an evil, evil rich man yeah, who wants to yeah. wants to buy the Muppet Studio. You see, oh. and he he raps in the movie. Is that like? Is it like um, what's that movie with the uh, where uh, Warren Beatty raps? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. boom. Boom. What was it, dude? Yeah, not uh, Bowfinger, but like Beaumont or something like that. Yeah, it came right after Bowfinger, but wow, yeah, it was yeah. bad. Yeah, blow something. Yeah, I was listening. Are you a man or a Muppet? Jason Siegel and that other guy that plays the Muppet, mm. just you know, belting it out. Amy Adams singing about being alone in the restaurant. All of that. Oh, it, all yeah. of that. And That's I what I listened to instead yeah. of. Stimulating intellectual conversation. Nice. I listen to puppets singing about their feelings. <laughs> there you go. If there was a puppet cast, maybe you would get into that. I would listen like, to a puppet cast. Well, this is coming out of your phone. Yeah, I'd listen to that. I, but you would listen to your own shit, right? Um, no, I I I rarely listen. What are you like Johnny Depp? You don't want to see your own movies? I rarely <laughs> listen. I really? Yeah, I listen wow. to low budget FM only if there was a clip show that I had to prep for. Yeah, or if um, if uh, I was on another podcast, I would listen back, uh, just you know, hit or miss, like just to make sure if the host of the show asked me about it, then I would remember what I said. Right. right, right, right. right. Other than that, my crippling self esteem issues prevent <laughs> me from listening to anything that I've actually done. Wow. Yeah. This is this is amazing. This is this is good content this coming is, out here. This yes. is a breakthrough. Yeah, really. Uh, I, yeah. I listen to everything. I listen to once in the iPhones, like <laughs> headphones, make sure it sounds right. I, I put it on in the car. I listen to it before it goes out yeah. and chop shit out yeah. that isn't interesting. Or yeah, I'm So that I, whole thing I said about what I listen to chopped out. Uh yeah. Not pretty, interesting. Pretty much, no, no, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> these will not be highly edited. I, I make uh, bootleg copies for young blood to give out to oh. people. You make Just, tapes? Yes. Just bootleg CDs, just putting it out on the street, Todd. Yeah, that's good. It's it's like uh it's like the rodium back in 1989 with people giving away NWA records. There you go. Uh, so Buck's a hustler. Yeah. Uh, so, Buck, what do you have? Okay, you you pulled up Stitcher and like the shows to. you listen to. I had to because I don't remember anything. But yeah, I don't. Much like you, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but mm. I do listen to. Uh, of course, we got. What uh, Smodcast? Oh, yeah. Jan on Bob get old. More stories. All right. Which is sometimes funny. Always over an hour, but sometimes funny. Yeah. And then uh, was it Petros and money? You know. Oh okay. wow! I like the well, sports. Yeah. You 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 delivered food to Petros recently, right? And you 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 plugged the show when you delivered the food. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I had to, Todd. He's a hustler. I no, got, that's fucking. I got bad. nothing else going Dude, on. I give you fucking props on that. <laughs> I know, but uh, he he didn't. Obviously, because he never got back to us. 
<laughs> yeah, we have, we never got the Petros email, did we? Petros might be listening. Yeah, exactly. Not but, all listeners yeah. contact the show. You know, a friend of mine is, uh, is a good friend of Petros. You let yeah. me know if you need you know to deliver food to him again, or no, maybe no, he no, needs a drink anymore. of some kind. Well, Petros lives by know. Buck. Oh. He lives in the same town as I do. Got it. But uh, different. But you know, when you say sets. when you say he lives in the same town as I do, it makes it sound like he's like Omaha. Like yeah. no, it's what? like there's a there's a nice spot, and then there's. Where I live, right there. Oh, yeah, Buck lives yeah. in the hood. Not is, too much, but Petra is Pet, I hope. Happen. I hope he's got vantage over you. Like he can see down. <laughs> he is on a hill. Yeah, he is yeah, on yeah, a okay. hill. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah good. That's exactly. what I look for in rich people. Yeah, I need uh, them yeah. to be able to see into my backyard. Motherfucker. Yes. Yeah. Possibly through a cumulonimbus cloud. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Uh, I okay. I, I have a list. I, I I made a list of shit I listen to because I I, I am a, I'm I'm a devoted podcast listener. Is. Like I, I have shit that I listen to and I listen to it a because it's entertaining to me because I've always been a big talk radio head. Yeah. Like since I was like ten, yeah. I started listening to talk radio. Even shit I had no idea what they were talking about. It's like this is Michael Jackson. We're talking politics, and I'd be like, oh, awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it starts from when I listened to Wally George as a kid. Like wow. came on after like the Laker game, and then I just started getting into pot, uh, radio and stuff. So uh, I listened to uh, "You Look Nice Today," which is probably one of the funniest podcasts ever, besides "Low Budget" and "Far Out." <laughs> uh, Sound Opinions, which is a like an NPR like uh, music show. It's like a Siskel and Ebert on music, and they oh that sounds awful. Yeah, and they they debate <laughs> music, and it does sound bad. They talk about lots of like stuff I never heard and I want to know oh, about it. God. Sounds but painful. did they play music? Yeah, they just did. little snippets. Well, they'll play what they're what they're talking about. Yeah, I hate that. Uh, I listened to uh, the Ricky Gervais podcast I he did with Carl Pilkington. Is the that honor. Eh, up there with funniest shit I've ever heard. Yeah, uh, I listen to Mark Maron every once in a while, but then I get annoyed because, as somebody who does, and you guys can maybe agree with me on this, mm. as somebody who does a show that's kind of dedicated to having content and topics to talk about and yeah. opinions. Yeah. It sounds like somebody's phoning it in when they just have a bunch of guests on. Yeah. When they're just like, oh, I'm going to talk to Patrice O'Neill now for an hour about his alcoholic father. Or, uh, you know, talk to, uh, they did one with Aubrey Plaza. Oh. And it seemed like she was just trying to find problems with her life to rationalize the fact that she was doing comedy. Was <laughs> one of them that she's not dating? It had an effect her. You know, she wasn't affected oh. by the, oh. the lack of chambers. I, 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 I was just life. curious. I mean, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I mean, Purely research. Yeah, I, I kind of like, I, I listen to Mark Maron, but then it, like, there's a lot of navel-gazing going Does on. Does Maron monologue before the guest? Yes. Okay. That at least, yeah. That gives, it's it's kind of like, it's like, oh, you know, today I had, a, I had a bad day. It's like I, my, my, my right toe was hurting, and it's because I'm a Jew. Talking about what happened on his way to the studio? Uh, no, he, he wakes <laughs> up, like his cat pisses him off. Like he realized why cats are like humans. And then and then he talks about back in 1988 when he was working the door at some obscure comedy club in Boston. And that's kind of his bit. But he is a fantastic interviewer. So. How many uh, shows does he have a week? Uh, Marin. Uh, Marin does like two shows a week. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I listen to the Corolla podcast. Because I was yeah. going to say, something that happens, especially with people like Corolla, because Corolla's every day, right? Yeah. It just gets... I can't listen to it every fucking well, You can't day. listen to can't Adam Carolla complain about how he's... Eh. Every fucking day, right. You I know mean, how many taxes I too pay? Much. Because I pay this amount of taxes, eh. I deserve special treatment. <laughs> I, what I'd like to do is I'd like to have someone edit a montage of Corolla talking about how much money he has so yeah. you can hear it decline over the years. <laughs> like, as he becomes less successful over Ouch. the years. Like, you're just like, oh, you know, as a multimillionaire, as a millionaire, as someone who makes over $750,000 a year, <laughs> as someone who has a considerable amount amount of money <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I'm thinking about all the coattails we ran on in order to have our shows I apologize to get here. No. Yeah, to get here I apologize and Allison Rose I've never hot. met Allison okay, Rosen but I think she's hot no 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 I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna defend that okay. I'm gonna defend okay. my comment <laughs> by saying that low budget FM uh, may not have may not have as an institution went into a shame spiral Hmm. After being promised a spot on the Ace Network and subsequently having it taken away, Ooh. after we'd already rebranded our website and printed business cards and gone to a trade show and represented the Ace Network, this is obviously a much sorer nerve with you than no. <laughs> than, than I. When I'm and understand understand when I'm twenty beers in or whatever I am right now, like you know, and it's like I, I sat in a booth in you know in front of Ace's name and picture for two days in Vegas. 
broadcasting and, and you know and you know with my uh, you know with low budget FM you know printed on the big vinyl banner and like giving them a business card with the Ace Network logo on it blah blah, blah. and then I'm not on it anymore like and it's just never wow. happened. Who was to blame for that? Donnie. Okay. And mm. um and so that all happened and then I'm like, all right, that's kind of maybe you know the show didn't suffer. Uh, it didn't get worse than it had been. It could have been better if it, you know, but it didn't get worse. But I personally was hurt. Yeah, then right. It's, you know, what motivated me to maybe start edging away from entertainment? Right. Well, it uh, probably put you in a very bad position. That's, that's, yes. a, that's a bitter situation. Right yeah. yeah. So I, they, they made you lo- lose a bit of face, is what you're saying. So I, I uh, you know, obviously my opinions on Adam Carolla differ from the shows and Todd's and Buck's, specific, you know, but... That was why I said that. Thank you. I I, yeah. I don't know anything about that. I I wasn't around. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Sorry, shitty things happened. That was a bummer. Sorry, so, sorry about no, that. No, no, I, you know, I'm I, taking I, him off my stitcher right now. If for that not to work, and the fact <laughs> coming that, off, uh, you guys you guys uh, busted your ass for everything, and that was something back when I was on the show was something that was in the works or whatever. Yeah. And uh, for that not to happen because of whatever is a, is a fucked up thing. Yeah, I got jacked. Uh, I listen to Jill's podcast sometimes. Oh, of course. Like that, uh, Fitz Dog on occasion. Uh, Jay Moore was one of the funniest podcasts, and then got really bad. Yeah, uh, I listen to the Raider Nation podcast with <laughs> Raider Greg. God damn it! That's one of the greatest podcast. Raider Greg is is awesome. I met him at a who game. Who's Raider Greg? Raider Greg's a Raider fan who does a Raider podcast. Fucking Raider Greg! I'm, I'm telling you, dude. I think his list is like two pages. Uh, I, I listen to uh, two pages. I listen to Conway and Steckler shows on KFI. How do you find the time for all this, <laughs> dude? What are you up to? Do you know my commute? No. Do you know how much time I spend in a Lincoln Continental going it's to fucking West LA from here right now? Uh, I listen to uh, the Alan Watts podcast. It's a, f- it's a philosophical thing. Who are know. these people? Yeah, what is this? And a lot of Eckhart Tolle books on tape. Fuck, you want to run to IHOP and get some food while there Todd's running through his list? <laughs> yeah, it, I'm telling you. Turn turn the page. All right, ne- next question. Oh. Uh, will Mrs. Perry ever be on the podcast? Oh. Uh, Mrs. Perry was on. We had a bit called uh, was it uh, intimate moments where uh, Mrs. Perry, my, my dear wife Sarah, uh, would just break. made out audibly with Todd for twenty minutes. Yeah, just <laughs> intimate moments. It was it was like sex tips. It was like how Todd Perry brings it. <laughs> sex tips from Todd Perry. I it's a pun. It. You see. Yeah. Right. He means the tip of his penis. I realize though your your wife doesn't listen to any of our shit. She has no fucking clue. No, because uh, you were sh- telling me what shows were good and what shows were. We were in your house before a show, I think, and you were showing me the numbers as far as Stitcher and stuff, and showing me which shows were good. And you were mentioning some topics. And, yeah. And you know, you're like, yeah. Um, oh, what was it? What was the one? Swingers. You're like, yeah. Oh, we, we did a show. This on one we did like, about swingers. Uh, wife swapping. Wife swapping. And it got like huge, like time spent lists. Like this one was a good one. The one was wife swapping. And I remember she looked over like, what the fuck are you talking? <laughs> it's yeah. for the best, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it, seriously. If, if she listened to everything, it would. Uh, and not that's why good. I think if she was a guest, she'd want to listen to the show, and that's not good for you, right? No, probably you not. You want to keep those worlds separated. Well, that, that's the show where they do the bit with uh, with Sarah, and then the other half of the show is how monogamous Todd is. That would be the topic that Todd has prepped for the show. You know, the other day I really inverted my gaze from an attractive woman. You know, I'm just not aroused by other women anymore. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. We pull out the Tumescence meter and we show photos of other women. <laughs> Very so, elaborate. Mrs. Perry is a really fun, cool chick, but uh, Mrs. Perry has no desires to be on the show. And I try to get her to do stuff, like even do voices like for bits or whatever, but uh, she's really not into it. Maybe at some point, she called in on a low budget back when we were on there in san diego she did and she was very good on air she yeah. like dissed me about how i bought like uh, uh dead flowers she was hilarious yeah. yeah so she was very good but unfortunately we're probably not going to have her besides the intimate moments it a, it's a bright spot of comedy and otherwise dark pit of sadness in <laughs> yeah. san diego uh, we had fun i had a blast there uh are there any rules that you guys abide by when recording shows is the next question that naisha has mm. and uh that, i know buck you'd probably realize this more than i because i'm probably the asshole dictating the rules of the shows um, is there anything that like you i don't know you glean from i don't know you're kind of kind of a jerk about some stuff with audio that i don't get like 
You guys talk about this while I run to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. Mark's got to go to the bathroom. But but I'll be back. This concerns not me, so I feel comfortable. Yes, yes, yes. No. Uh, The the only rules is usually it's a a timing thing, like uh, at what time we record. or Sometimes uh, I like to eat during shows, and you have a problem with that, like now. Yeah. I'm trying to eat trail mix. (laughs) It's just not working. You're fucking with me, yeah. And I'm going to get really pissed later. I'm going (laughs) to throw stuff. No. um, I think the one problem that you have with me, and- you mentioned it a lot. Is that conk out probably by show four? Yeah. And I'm not as hyped up as I am on show four because you know, um, it's wearing in or it's wearing off or something like that or whatever. Yeah. But you you just feel that I'm not a hundred percent at show four, and I realize that. I was trying to hype you up for the fourth show. Uh, we we have certain have, rules, I yeah, guess. You make me do like jumping jacks and shit like that. It's not it's not helping though. Right. It, it has it just makes me tired. Mostly, most of the rules that come with uh, doing the show are ones about what we're going to talk about or not talk about, or uh, how balls deep we'll get into stuff versus other stuff. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, usually, I try to. The rules tend to come from, uh, like the attitude will approach the things, kind of like what are we going to talk about or how serious we're going to get about things, and uh, I, I think that's it. Yeah, I think there's no rules though, as far as like topics or anything like that. Usually, <clears throat> I'll do anything you propose to me. Like, I'm never going to be like, oh, no, it sounds stupid. I will go along with what you got. Yeah. So if you bring me something stupid, believe me, I'll do it. Yeah. I'll just call you the night after that and be like, you know what? That was fucking dumb. Don't put it on. <laughs> that was a dumbass idea. Because I have done that before. We don't mention what topics or anything like that, but it has happened. Right. Uh, we have another one. Uh, do you feel weird about asking guests to come to a garage and uh, do a podcast? <laughs> not really because most people who come in on do the show like the guests are people I know and, right. and people I'm comfortable with there's a couple of people I didn't know as well that came in to do the show like I knew Kira a bit but bringing her to the house and stuff like not quite as familiar and being a chick coming into a random garage just outside of Long Beach might be kind of weird but it, uh, it is kind of intimidating yes the, but, uh, the cold steel of Lakewood Garage yeah. Okay. Well, this this question might actually be good for Mark. Uh, the, the question was, do you ever feel weir- weird about asking people to come out to the garage to do a podcast? And uh, I thought first, I thought, oh, well, Mark's here, and uh, I, I I felt a little weird about having Mark out because I'm the king of the Jerry rig and the Mickey Mousing of shit when it comes to audio. <laughs> and the the only thing that really prevented me from asking Mark to come on the show sooner mm. was because I thought Mark was gonna be looking at the soundboard and everything and with. Uh, um, scrupulous glances trying to judge what was going on audio-wise. Yeah. And then we would, would later realize, we'd listen to it go, oh, show sounds good. Yeah. But I, I, I thought that I would be slightly judged technologically because Mark is, I'd say, technologically superior in, in those kinds of things than me. I know that. The things I'm good at, I, I'm, I'm shitty at putting together websites. I'm uh, shitty at putting together a convincing-looking audio scheme, but it ends up <laughs> sounding good in the end. Right. So it was one of those things where I know that it wasn't the fact... Doing a show with Mark when it was weird, I thought, Mark's going to judge. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't remember what the question was. Maybe uh, I didn't hear it. Is it weird being in a garage? Oh, yes. Yeah. No, well, I, I said this uh, in between shows. You know, I, I actually love um, the uh, doing the show in the garage. And yeah. I've loved doing it. Uh, this is the first time I've been here, but I've loved doing it so far in, in Todd's garage. <laughs> I really loved doing it uh, in the barn. Talking about the podcast, of course. Not yes. Not illicit. Not, not, not illicit. Doing sexual, sexual acts. Yes, uh, yes. I thought you were talking. Sexual. Getting yeah. back to rape it. <laughs> I love yeah. doing it in garages. I love doing it in garages. Mm, I love it. Uh, and uh, no, I love doing it in the barn. And um, <laughs> you know, you do. <laughs> Sorry, my mind is. Old. Damn it, Buck. Yes, exactly. Um, Speaking of horses. Yeah. <laughs> War horse. Was it? Uh, <laughs> was the funny thing was there was there was. Um, a bone of contention, I think, back in the day between Mark and I doing the show in the Far Out Garage where Mark would always, in his never-ending quest to improve circumstances, Correct. was trying to get the show out of doing it in the barn and into like professional studios and stuff. That's correct. And which flew in the face of my kind of like, oh my God, we're not under the gaze of the man. Well, here, okay, let me, I'll, I'll circumvent that. Todd and I had... Um, Conflicting ideals. There's a, I read the Steve Jobs biography by uh, oh. Isaac Abramson or whatever the hell his name is. Walter Isaacson, Isaac okay. Walterson. Isaacman. Isaac, Isaac Isaacman. And, you say uh, this wearing a Google hat. Yes, and uh, <laughs> as an Android developer. Google's and uh, and um, one of the things he talked about was the guy who came in, uh, John Scully, as the CEO of Apple that ultimately fired Jobs, 
fancied himself like Jobs because he would see things in Jobs' life and think, oh, I know, yeah, I was the same way. Oh, Jobs' apartment is under, or house is underfurnished. Mine was too at that age in my life. And it was like, no, but they had different motivations right, for right, those things. Right. Like Jobs was insanely meticulous and particular about his furniture. Scully was broke. Right. You know, end result, they both had empty places. Todd and I were the same way in that I wanted the barn and the whole garage set up because I wanted complete control over the recording situation right. and over the empire right. of low-budget FM. Right. Todd liked doing it in garages because it was very punk rock. Yeah, so it was more... I, yeah. It, it was I, more... Well, I, I think that, and I, I think in terms of creatively... I, I, the funny thing is I take a lot of doing a podcast from playing music. Mm-hmm. And I see it as a similar thing. And for years, I put, you know, I played in bands and stuff before, and I realized that the best music we ever made was when we were in somebody's garage, fucking around and coming up with happy accidents and making music. Whenever we got stuck in somebody's recording studio, everybody clammed up. It was that free flowing mm-hmm. vibe wasn't you, as good. Like Buck, you were in the band. You kind of get that. I was in the band. I would lay my bass tracks down, and then we would do like eight different, you know, tracks of. You know, vocals. Right. I think it was mainly you. And it was this weird... Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at you. On, I'm looking at that with that guy right here. And I was this weird, meticulous kind of... In in that environment. We, we wasted a lot of time in the and studio. And money. Yeah, and, and money in the studio. 15 yeah. more overdubs of guitars. Like, I was like Roger Waters from it Pink was, Floyd. It was like epic. It was, not, it was epic. Yeah. I, pre- I appreciate that, If even if I don't agree with it. Um, but, um, yeah, my thing was... So, it's like... When uh, now the awkward time when we were at the serious studios that was that was an awkward time for low budget that was because we were basically you know we moved and we didn't have the barn and we couldn't do it at our condo because it was a giant echo chamber with huge ceilings and okay. and nowhere to do it so we were doing it at the serious studios okay because because uh, you know could get us in there and um, and I was never allowed to say that we were there which is indicative of that relationship at the time um being constrained you're talking about not wanting to be constrained by the man and i right. was in the man's studios being constrained by my co-host <laughs> right and, and the man could give a fuck right, you know? right. so it was like it was a, it was an interesting time but um yeah so there was a whole that the whole thing so then i rented the office on la cienega and pico which todd's been to several times yeah yeah um which i still have because i'm desperate to hang on to it because i just love it but it was the same thing where it's like that's my garage in right. my mind Whereas, like, I don't know, like, you might see that as kind of, I, 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 I'm judging. I don't know how you saw that place or uh, what you thought of us renting that, but. I mean, I, I just thought, I I thought what happened in the barn was great and was creative and was cool. I don't, I don't know if things were that restrained in that kind of environment, but it seemed like a little bit more of a professional environment versus dudes hanging out. Yeah. And I always felt that that looseness and that would create something and, and create its own personality versus a more constraining environment. I agree. And the, I, I, I will say, like, as much as I tried to recapture the magic of the barn in the, in the uh, La Cienega studio, uh, I don't know that the, the, the studio, the professional environment itself was what was constraining it uh, as, as, as much as it was the creative inputs that it was getting. But um, I think the, one of the things that made the barn so magical is that it was a character. And I think like this room right. that we're in, the garage that we're in now, is definitely a character. Right? Yeah, definitely. Like the, the, one one of the d- defining things was eventually, I would walk out from you know my kitchen into the garage and go, I could make something here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there is something. About, it was a. I think it was George W. Bush once said the greatest thing about being president of the United States was a forty-two second commute. And uh, <laughs> nice. I, I I love that thing of coming in here and we, we make a big smoky garage and we throw beers around and uh, hopefully we uh, catch the tiger by its tail, you know. But uh, I always appreciated Mark's wanting to always do something better and more grander. And then I was kind of like, let's have it a little more organic. And that's how I feel comfortable creating. But uh, everybody has their own uh, bit. But... Uh, and good people can differ on that. Uh, next question is, what is up with white folks and green bean casserole needing to be served at every holiday dinner? Uh, my family never got excited enough to be able to combine more than three elements in a meal, so green bean casserole was always off the mark. So I haven't had enough of green bean casserole. No, that's not on my plate. 
Uh, what is the Far Up crew plan to uh, accomplish next year? Uh, have a better looking website and uh, keep making more shows on time that people dig. And that's what we do. We make shows. Uh, I'm the world's worst self-promoter. All I can do is I know how to make a radio show and I think it'd make a pretty damn good one. Uh, thank you, Naisha. All right, we got a couple more questions here. Uh, this this one, funny enough, was to Mark and Todd. And this was... Uh, that's weird. Yeah. This was uh, Dear Mark and Todd. The first episode of Low Budget FM that I ever heard was a manic episode with Barry Sobel. Oh, shit. I am currently re-listening to it. My first impression was that Barry was a character, but since I wasn't familiar with the show, I didn't know if it was something that you guys did. If he didn't have a website and the video clips on the internet, I would totally believe he was one of your friends just doing a bit, uh, much like Paul F. Tompkins impersonating Robin Williams. Uh, thanks for the hours of entertainment under the low-budget label. And uh, he was asking about the Barry Sobel show, which was one of a... Uh, Buck, Barry Sobel was a comedian. And uh, we we did a very... Quotes. Yes. We did a very uncomfortable show one night. We had Barry in, and I loved Barry as a guy. Like, he was one of these guys. I really liked him, but on mic, he was... It was like having the voice of Roger Rabbit, Charles Fleischer running around the room. And Mark was trying to corral him. He didn't get podcasting or radio. He was trying to do a stand-up bit mm-hmm. and it ended up becoming one of the craziest shows. And I checked out about 10 minutes in. Yeah. Like, Mark Mark rode that fucking donkey into the sunset. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> Mark had to ride the donkey into the sunset. And I was just like, this fucking guy's nuts. But he ended up hanging out for the rest of the night. And uh, This is up, back where in San Diego? Uh, this was in, I was just back in the low-budget barn in Koreatown. Okay. And uh, it ended up being, I guess, noteworthy. Everybody always pins down that show. Like, everybody really remembered that versus, like, some of the other stuff, which I think people should get more into. That, that night was that followed by my ex-girlfriend guest hosting for an hour and yes. her and I getting really into, into our relationship. Wow. My current girlfriend listened to that and told me that I came off like a massive asshole. Right. <laughs> uh, so that was the show right after the Barry Sobel show. And Barry sat and watched that the whole time. It was transfixed. Yeah. So uh, we did that on a live video thing, and everybody freaked out. Uh, my, my thing was, that the, I think it was Colin that sent this in. Uh, that Colin... Thank you for listening to another show after hearing the Barry Sobel show. Yeah. yeah. As a caveat to that, uh, I got in touch with Barry. No. Uh, about a year ago. Oh. And I, I emailed him. I thought you were, he's about to walk <laughs> exactly. in. Like, no! That's how you made it sound like walking through a door. Barry Sobel, you are the father. <laughs> I was looking to get into you know doing stand-up and kind of worked that out and was taking stand-up lessons. And I asked Barry where I should go to take stand-up lessons. Barry was in New York at the time. And he was like, well, if I was out there, I'd teach you. Because if you've seen Barry's stand-up, it's really good. And so uh, Barry and I talked back and forth about that. And then Barry asked me to produce his podcast. Oh. <sighs> And I was like, oh, shit. But he was in New York at the time. And he wasn't quite out yet. And I thought, I'll just do it just because... It's one of those things where you're just like, there's a fire. I'm going to try to put my hand in it. Or this looks dangerous. This looks yeah. wacky. Fuck it. Why not? Let's, let's get into something weird. So uh, it ended up not happening. But Barry and I were in touch about me possibly... Uh, uh, producing his show, maybe would I have, co-host it with Barry or would whatever. Would you have moved out to Manhattan? Or? No, no, he was he was going to move back to L.A. Ah. And it was like, okay, when you get back in L.A., you know, uh, help me out. And so it never quite worked out. It would have been magical. I'd knows? listen to that. Yeah, you, right. It, it would have been. Give, I'd given that like 12, 13 minutes of my time. <laughs> yeah. Me, being, me just checking out on Barry going nuts. But, yeah. Uh, so, but I, I, did, I did talk back and forth with Barry, and Barry was maybe going to give me stand-up lessons in exchange for producing a show. So, uh, Interesting. Uh, hey, Todd, Buck, and the company. I was just listening to the Gigolo show with Salwin, and I have to disagree with John Doe, also known as the King of Burbank. The alien bit was way out there, but it's the kind of bits I like about the show. Sometimes you guys go really far out. And uh, this was from Patrick uh, Shannon, who, had, who was, uh, again, people had a lot of problem with the alien bit we did on the show recently. Yes, yes. We had an alien visit the show. Wait, okay, so Todd pitched that on low budget. Yeah. And I, I mean, <laughs> uh, I... I think Mark shut it down. Vehemently nev- opposed. was never allowed. So I, I don't know the bit, but I want Buck to tell it. Because I've heard you tell it before it existed. Now, it I sounds want, like a great show when I, you know... I want well, Buck to tell it. Well, you know, I did have... Some reservations, not no reservations, you know. 
I wasn't Anthony Bourdain, but I, I was kind of like, you know, just not really feeling it too much. But it sounded better than I thought it was. It, it, alien visit us and what? Uh, I, I, I kill it. You killed it with a shovel. I kill it with oh, a shovel. Yeah. Wow. The alien, the alien makes a speech bringing about humanity yeah. and about bringing world peace to the world after subduing me, and uh, <laughs> and then Buck hits it with a shovel and kills it. Uh, so who played the alien? Uh, that was me, and I did some like fancy stuff with the voice. We yeah. recorded. It was a big production number, and so the the bit was that. that the alien comes in For- on the show and it, it, it subdues us and then the alien makes a speech about saving humanity and the greatness of the individual it yeah. makes this great speech which was i i thought kind of moving yeah and then buck hits yeah. it with a shovel and kills it and yeah. we cut it up into pieces and throw it away now buck why did you do that well it's it's my character it's who i am yes. ah. well you know i just wasn't feeling what he was saying i feel we need to basically occupy and just take over at this point yeah uh, i was at the rose parade earlier today so you saw what happened yes no, so I was there. I'll ask this, or no, I'll say this rather, and I, I'll keep it brief. I, I can see the, uh, I see the eight ball. Um, <laughs> the, the red light is on. Yeah. <laughs> um, firmly behind the eight ball. Um, so I will say this: there was a show on television many, 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 many years ago called "Get a Life" with Chris Elliott. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, mm-hmm. are you gonna reference the alien on that? I'm gonna reference S- Spewy. Spewy, yes. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they fucking did that bit on that show, like that kind of bit, is what your bit made me think of the first time you pitched it. Very funny you said that because uh, we did it, and then we got a we got a listener mail about it, and then it was when John was on the show we got the listener email. John referenced the Get a Life spewy bit. Did he? So was was it like the spewy bit? And I'd never seen that um, episode of Get a Life. So kind of funny that you you and John both referenced that. They I I love that because there's like no way that a mainstream audience is gonna like that bit, but I fucking loved it. Right. Yeah. And like this is the same show that had like the drink that makes you explode versus the drink that makes you go back in time, or you know, just like shit, like just the weirdest off the wall shit. Right. Yeah. So other yep. than that, I I mean. Be, I appreciate it, but I never would have fucking allowed it. <laughs> like, I mean, fuck no. <laughs> God bless you for doing it. Thank you. Uh, it was uh, it, the funny thing was it was actually I was trying to do a takeoff. It was uh, some scene in a Woody Allen movie where Woody Allen goes out to a field and he's alone in a field and an alien comes. And Woody Allen asks the alien, like, what the meaning of life is. And he gets really, like, deep with the aliens. Like, why are we here and shit? The alien's like, you're asking the wrong questions. And the, the alien goes, just make funnier jokes. <laughs> it's like one of Woody Allen's greatest bits. Yeah. And, uh, and so I was kind of, I was thinking about that while writing it. So, you know, some people dug it. It, it, it got a pretty good time spent listening on, on a Stitch or something. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> mentioned in that shit. Of course. The audience dug it. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, last email. Lax Dude. Oh. oh. So, uh, Lax Dude. It's like my dad just walked in the room. Yeah. Everybody gets tightened up. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Lax Dude, who uh, listens to the show, he sent us an email a while back, which was about a. Uh, he said this was the perfect Todd Perry story, and it was a story of uh, a, a rave that happened, and some dolphins died that were next to the rave. Oh, oh, so this combined basically everything in my life experience, whether it be rave culture, the rave drug culture, and cetaceans. Todd's love of ecstasy and dolphins. Yeah, you, both. You should have been at that rave, man. I know. It was in Switzerland. Missed out. It was in Switzerland. I missed that. But uh, so what happened was that the, the dolphins died, and everybody said it was because of possibly the music fucked up their sonar, and I was on point with that. <laughs> it, well, you got to know that, right? Like, the, the sonar is going to get fucked up like because they basically just, they echolocation in rave music is a fucking no-win scenario. They That's, just ran into the sides of the thing or what? Well, it's... And then the vibrations, it's it's kind of like the vibrations, it's kind of like getting clubbed in the head constantly for the dolphin. Hmm. So, uh... Clubbed. Yes, clubbed to death. There we go. <clears throat> That's what, uh, Mark Chambers will be here on the next show. <laughs> and uh, so what happened was, uh, so Lax Dude sent me a story going, Todd, he might have been right, it might have been drugs. So uh, the story goes, two-day techno party at Marine Park. Uh, oh, two-day techno party at Marine Park. The dolphins were fed drugs by ravers. Oh, nice. A pair of dolphins may have died after being fed drugs by ravers after a second animal died. 
Police looking into the deaths at Coneyland, Liverswill, Switzerland, initially thought that the deafening music from the rave might have killed the dolphins, Shadow and Chalmers. Not Mark Chalmers. <laughs> but zoo vets are awaiting toxicology test results to see if they were poisoned by narcotics thrown into the enclosure during the rave. And so basically, if, if we move on in the story, mm-hmm. uh, Shadow was found dead soon after the event, but Chalmers died two days later after a drawn-out and painful death. Coneyland keeper Nadja Gasser told the local media the death was very drawn out and painful. The death went on for over an hour. It was Jesus. horrendous. This is not funny, Mark Chambers. Sorry. <laughs> and I've not been able to sleep since. Oh, oh bummer. So now you put in not being able to sleep since. And I'm thinking, was she sleeping on the couch? Mm. Was she sleeping in the bed? Mm. Was she sharing that bed? There you go. And, um, and so we went in. So basically they think that they found that people through ecstasy into the pool where the dolphins were, and the dolphins probably overheated, mm. having the best overheated experience. They foamed at the mouth and died. So uh, thank you, Lax, dude, for the uh, update on that story. Goes to show that um, even people in Switzerland, uh, you know, are going to do something crazy like fuck up a dolphin. <laughs> on that down note. I'm, I'm surprised they have a marine land in Switzerland. Fuck. Yeah. Got to import them like all the way up the fucking mountains. Yeah. Probably got to heat up the water. <laughs> I'm just saying, because, you know, dolphins probably going to exist better than, like, a plus 78 degree, you know. Don't get started on I rely on you for that kind yeah, of don't knowledge. Get I don't on, really please. know. I like to thank Mark Chambers for stopping by the Faro Podcast. Oh. I like to thank Buck Perez for stopping by the Faro mm, Podcast. And maybe next show, mm. less navel-gazing, more comedy. Oh, shit. Right, God everybody. damn it.